Namaste. So we read today a prayer, short prayer, but uh, very profound, which reveals to us uh, that though we all say that God is one, and indeed He is one, it's logical that He is one. There cannot be two or three or many sources of uh, this creation, both scientifically and spiritually. He has to be one. But then the difference is in our conception of the divine. So there are some who have a conception of the divine that he is uh, very, he is like a stern judge. So according to our conception, the divine responds to us in that way because that is necessary for our growth. To some others, the conception is God is all merciful. <coughs> and according to that, the divine responds to our conception of the divine as being all merciful. To some others, God is all love. To somebody else, God is strength. To someone else, God is all these things and beyond all these things. So someone else, God is a vast impersonality. To someone else, he is the supreme personality. As is our conception, so does the divine respond to us. So this prayer touches upon that in a very interesting way. March 22nd, 1914. O Lord, divine master of love. So she is addressing the divine as master of love. Enlighten their consciousness and their hearts. She is praying for others and asking for illumination. Now who are these people? She is travelling on the boat and we know that she had met two clergymen and how when there was a prayer meeting she didn't go and everybody went with hat and everything, uh, coat etc. And when they prayed and came back they went to lead their life as usual. And the clergymen when they saw the mother had not gone he came and asked her why you didn't go? Do you Are you a materialist? She said, no. Do you believe in God? She said, yes. Then why didn't you come? And she mentioned that because none of you, neither you nor your flock are sincere. Because you didn't go really to have communion with God. You went just to, uh, you know, do a duty. It's like just filling your name in the register. So my feeling is, it's not mentioned anywhere that this prayer somewhere relates to that. So there are people who have gone to pray, but they have prayed in a very unenlightened way. It may or may not be related. This is just my inner feeling. They have made an effort to tend towards thee. She is not speaking of one or two persons, but they. They have made an effort to tend towards thee, but their ignorance brought this about that it was probably not towards thee that their prayers rose. And their false conceptions have barred the way to their aspiration. So it's so important. Even when we turn to Mother and Shurvindu, the mother says, It is not me that they love, but their conception of me. So we can have even conceptions of mother. I remember some people used to have this concept. Oh, mother was a strict authoritarian, a strict disciplinarian. Then I asked some of the people that I have always felt her as mother of love. Is it, I mean, I asked some people who had seen mother, lived with her very closely. They said, no, she was all an embodiment of love. Then so many stories where she is so, such an embodiment of love. At one place, uh, she even goes on to say that, my child, I cannot get angry. But we have made an image. So it is people's image 
Even when they are turning to Mother and Shurabindo, they have made an image. So she is saying, same with religions, people in religions have been given an image of God. And it is through the image. Now this image is not just about um, outer murti puja. See people often say break the idols. Some religions speak of uh, idols are not needed or whatever. First of all, we need to approach the divine uh, in the beginning through Bahya puja. Some very external representation. But that apart, idol is not just a physical thing. Idol is also the mental image that we form of the divine. And how are we to break it? Now we can do it. There is a stage in yoga when one can pass beyond all images. But images are also helpful as conceptions to move toward the divine. Then a time comes when we actually have the living experience. And then we know that whatever images we have made of them, some are living, some are not so living, but yet they are so clumsy and partial and one-sided attempt to reveal what really is beyond all conception and thought. So she is revealing... And yet, because of certain sincerity, people in whatever religion they adopt, they will pass through. And she says there are a small number of people who regardless of their religion find the true experience. But most people remain trapped in this mental image. They have made an effort to tend towards thee, but their ignorance brought this about. That it was probably not towards thee that their prayers rose. And their false conceptions have barred the way to their aspiration. So there are people who even believe have gone to the other extreme of painting him into somebody who is very cruel. Uh, even a monster, somebody who gives pain and suffering so that people can pray to him and worship him. Now this is a human conception of a very monstrous God. It doesn't matter whether we uh, do a murti or not. The thing is that inside the image of God is like that. Because the mind constantly forms images. However, in thy mercy, thou turnest all goodwill to account. So, we know that since the beginning of the previous century, Mother says, for 25 years, she had a set of mantras. They were in French. She used to recount these mantras. And of them, the most common aspect of God, the one which she most often would connect with, she would say, Lord, God of mercy and kindness. She would invoke the divine mercy and kindness into this world. However, in thy mercy, thou turnest all goodwill to account. And a flash of sincerity is enough to make thy divine light. Take advantage of it for illumining the intelligence to make thy sublime love penetrate into the hearts of men and fill them with that pure and high benevolence, which is one of the best expression of thy law. So simultaneously she is saying that yet regardless of conception, regardless of a religion or non-religion, doesn't matter. She will come to that a little later. But by the very fact that they are sincere, they believe they are turning to God, they be, their love is genuine, therefore the divine takes it, receives that. That is what is there in the Gita, Yo Yatha Maam Prapadyante, as men approach to me in worship, so I receive them, so I receive their offering and make, form their faith, regardless of whatever faith, things they have faith in. So the divine receives that offering, this great truth of the Gita, she is revealing to us in a wonderful way. But she is also revealing what really is the nature of divine. So, so there is a very beautiful 
little sentence you know revelation of shirbindo one of the letters where he says the divine does not give us the fruits in the measure of the sadhana but in the measure of the sincerity of aspiration so sadhana means so how many how many hours we were meditating whether we had shut ourselves inside or not what we were eating what we were doing outwardly but in the sincerity of our aspiration is our aspiration really genuine so based on that he gives us the fruit so uh, what is the nature of the divine she is revealing um, he takes good will into account i mean we should not pray to god by throwing bad will on this world or even on the divine people throw with doubt complaint revolt but with good will in the heart and then he is the divine light which illumines the intelligence he is the love that penetrates our hearts and fills it with benevolence so this is the action of the divine light and love it illumines the intelligence gives us clarity and it fills the heart with benevolence what i willed for them with thy will so what mother is doing she says that later also that she would unite with everybody's aspiration and turn it into a formidable canticle into something very uh, powerful she is the i mean the ultimate yagyavedi the sun itself so when little bit of our little lights enter into that uh, sublime sun it is automatically changes its nature that was the original purpose of collective meditation uh, that people sat together and the divine mother is present so divine mother would take everybody's aspiration and lift it higher simultaneously and then whatever comes down comes down from there and is given to each so somebody having a very little aspiration got a uh, uplift but somebody with a very great aspiration may also feel a little leveling because of the nature of collectivity but that is about in general about collective meditation but when mother is physically present she would do this to everyone she speaks about this in her conversations what i willed for them with thy will at the moments when i could be in a true communion with thee grant that they may have received it on the day when striving to forget external contingencies they turn towards their noblest thought towards their best feelings now she has made it very very vast so it's not about being in this or that sect cult religion none, none of this nobility in thought nobility in feelings when we are in that state full of good will and then we are turned toward the divine it doesn't matter what conception we have yet the divine responds so she is saying i willed something for them and may they receive when they forget this external world their outer contingencies and they climb up in noblest thought and best feelings that is enough may the supreme serenity of thy sublime presence awaken them so now she brings this aspect of the divine which is sublime serenity this gives peace so that's why simultaneously she is saying on one side our prayers should be addressed to the divine and based on our conception uh, if our conception is very low and obscure the prayer doesn't rise high enough Uh, divine as a giver of all my desires so it won't rise high enough that's why shubindu says in the mother that um, the uh, the faith and aspiration if they are tainted with ambition and desire they are like a low and smoke obscured flame that cannot rise higher to heaven so 
first thing is conception of the divine our conception should be vast and integral the vastest and integral conception is the divine is in all beings all beings are in the divine and the divine is all shubhendu speaks of it mother also speaks of it in great length she has revealed that those who want to read the full passage collected works of the mother volume 8 the very first question is about the integral conception of the divine so it's necessary in this yoga what conception we have of the divine so this is the first thing second is that when we pray to mother uh, she not only grants us based on our limited conception but she changes it into something true and beautiful and the third is she is pointing out that our life should be noble our life should be true it should be sincere whatever feeling should be they should be generous they should be benevolent and then spontaneously the divine grace is with us and the divine grace takes the form of light of our intelligence love and sweetness and joy in the heart and the supreme serenity because of her presence in us so we'll read it again march 22nd 1914 o lord divine master of love enlighten their consciousness and their hearts they have made an effort to tend towards thee but their ignorance brought this about that it was probably not towards thee that their prayers rose and their false conceptions have barred the way to their aspiration however in thy mercy thou turnest all goodwill to account and if flash of sincerity is enough to make thy divine light take advantage of it for illumining the intelligence to make thy sublime love penetrate into the hearts of men and fill them with that pure and high benevolence which is one of the best expressions of thy law what i willed for them with thy will at the moments when i could be in a true communion with thee grant that they may have received it on the day when striving to forget external contingencies they turned towards their noblest thought towards their best feelings this what happens we have aspired and aspired and suddenly one day most unexpectedly we receive may this supreme serenity of thy sublime presence awake in them namaste